0: Scofflaws is a show about the history of crime, criminals, and the investigation thereof. There may be discussion of adult themes and generally icky stuff. Also, neither host is a legal professional, and this show does not contain any legal advice. Remember, crime doesn't pay.
1: Unless you're really good. Hello, and welcome to The Laws, a history of law and disorder. My name is Sean, and joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Kate. Say hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. So, uh, how's your week been, Kate?
0: Uh, well, it's, uh, been interesting. I dyed my hands black.
1: Interesting. How'd you pull that one off?
0: Uh, well, part of what I do at Bristol is historic dyeing methods, and we were peeling walnuts so we could use them, and... We were like totally okay with the fact that it would stain our hands. We didn't know it would stain our hands black, like super black. Like I had people come up to me and say, "Oh my god, did you stick your hands in a fire?"
1: Oh man, that that black, huh? Like it looked like you had ash all over your hands.
0: Yeah, it looked like um, it, it in Harry Potter with Dumbledore's finger rotting off with the ring. That's what my fingers looked like. They've since calmed down because the chemicals I use at my day job have taken it off, which makes me worried about the rest of my skin that they come that it comes in contact with. But,
1: eh, well, at least it doesn't look like you you burned yourself anymore.
0: No, now it looks like my hands got stuck into coffee grounds.
1: Well, eh, well, that's that's better. That's There's a it. indeed. There's a, there's a picture of me on, on my Facebook and, uh, well, since I'm bringing this up, I'll, I'll link it to the, the show page after we're done. Well, after we put the episode up, um, of when I was dying, uh, Trey's hair, Trey being my wife for any new listeners, uh, back when she had dreadlocks, which chewed through the gloves that came with the, the dying package kit, whatever you want to call it. So I was like, fuck it. Just go at it barehanded then. And my hands were the deepest shade of maroon red. And the the hands came clean in about two or three days. My nails, however, I had to grow the dye off of them.
0: Yes, because your nails are made of the same material as your skin.
1: Yep, and there's a super dorky picture of me on Facebook with uh, with my face like this.
0: I'm going to pretend that I saw your face.
1: <laughs> uh well you'll see it once I put the picture up. Okay. For my week, um I sent my brother and sister to uh to the Cubs game that was this past Saturday.
0: Oh, you sent them? Did you go too?
1: I uh, no, I'm not much of a sports ball guy, but what happened is is Trey won two tickets to the Cubs game against uh The Cincinnati Reds, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Along with a couple of bottles of, uh, some higher, uh, higher tier alcohol, of which I am currently drinking a mix of some rum and Dr. Pepper from. Ooh. Uh, uh, Drag Queen Bingo.
0: Yes. Drag Queen Bingo.
1: Yep. And it it was, it was Sunday. It wasn't Saturday. It was, it was the game on Sunday. Okay. Um. and it was the Gay Pride event at Wrigley Field.
0: Oh, I, okay.
1: I don't think either my brother nor my sister realized it. <laughs> I mean, they they thanked me up and down for the tickets, because, I mean, Trey and I weren't going to go, neither of us has the patience to watch a whole game of baseball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so we, we gave them to my dad, my dad gave them to my brother and sister, and they went. And they were super happy to go.
0: <laughs> I'm just, I remember the Gay Pride uh, event at the Brewer game in June. And how crazy that was, so.
1: Yeah, I, I'm wondering if they realized it. Part of me thinks that there's no way they couldn't have realized it. Uh but my brother is sort of a narrow focus kind of guy. I'm pretty sure he was just baseball, 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 baseball. <laughs> baseball! <laughs> uh so, so what are we talking about uh today, Kate?
0: Uh well we are talking about the uh laws surrounding swimsuits and bathing suits. Um a quick note for listeners, a historical note. Um Swimsuits weren't actually called swimming suits until the 1930s, so any reference to them before that is technically a bathing suit, but it's really interchangeable in our culture, so we're just going to kind of use all the words for bathing suit, swimsuit, swimwear.
1: I'm, I'm, I mean, to, to, to peek behind the kimono a bit, you told me about this topic like uh, about half a week ago, and I'm still like, how the fuck were there laws about swimsuits?
0: Uh, fun fact: For almost a hundred years in Australia, it was illegal to swim in public.
1: Well, all right, the the island nation of Australia, you couldn't swim. Um, let's let's dive in. No pun intended. Let's dive into laws about swimsuits.
0: So swimsuits. Or bathing costumes, uh, the way that we know them have been around since the 1830s. Um, back in the 1830s, they were super full coverage, like basically wool dress for women. And, um, over time they have evolved to become more revealing. Um...
1: If you want an idea of what they looked like just watch any old like Tom and Jerry or a Looney Tunes cartoon. When Us. you see we when you see later. Tom in, in a red and white stripey onesie that's that's what a bathing suit was for a guy back then.
0: In the 1910s, yes. Uh before that guys uh would wear full arms legs covered it wouldn't. It wouldn't be stripey. The stripey was came around in the nineteen twenties because of the nautical theme that swimming had.
1: Bring me my three piece swimming suit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With the evolution of time and the evolution of the swimsuit, uh, people in their cons- got their conservative panties in a twist and um, didn't want people swimming. So fun fact. Bathing suits um, were considered sinful by the Vatican, and they were <laughs> um, outlawed in Spain, Portugal, Italy, France, Belgium, Australia, and the United States. Wow. Yep.
1: In case of emergency, your jacket and rough can also be used as a flotation device.
0: Say Jack would be rough. Uh, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. It'd be the
1: worst flotation device, because it would be literally floating you by your neck.
0: And they also don't float. As soon as it hits the water and the starch it just gets heavy and... <laughs> anyway... Uh, in the early 1900s is when most of the laws against swimwear came out um, it, in, a, in an effort to promote modesty and modest dress, mostly in women, uh, but also in men. In New Jersey, it was illegal to swim without a shirt for 20 years, I think.
1: Okay, but but Kate, but Kate, you're glossing over the fact here that this was this was handed down by the Catholic Church. Wasn't
0: well, handed means, it down. It just the Vatican supported it. it
1: the was, the Vatican, the Vatican supported it, which means that there is a pope, there is a friggin' pope whose claim to fame is swimsuits. I say nay.
0: I mean, yeah. Um, the reason that some suits were banned was mostly the social mores of the time. So, like it com- coming out of the, the Victorian era, which was super modest, and into the Edwardian era, era which was like even more modest. Uh, these were the people that would um, consider next the androgynous zone. So that's why women would wore, wear high necked
1: anything. <laughs> did you see susan she showed some ankle
0: <laughs> 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 so androgynous zones change over time that's why uh and this is why we are a uh, not androgynous i said that completely erogenous wrong. erogenous i i am not able to think straight um
1: um as a as a sidebar um there is a there is a Passage in Memoirs of a Geisha, the the book, not the movie, the the book. Um, yes, I read um, that that describes like the fascination that men of Japan of that time had with like the curve of a woman's neck. So I mean, there was yeah, it it was considered like the hot part of the body at the time.
0: Yeah, I actually read that book too. I can't believe you read that book.
1: That's really interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, read it cover to cover.
0: Things you learn about Sean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, back to swimwear. Uh, in the early 1900s, it was required that women would wear a long one-piece bathing suit, um, and that included you had to, that you had to wear stockings, and it was usually made of wool. So they chose wool because wool is a little bit more water repellent, but like if you soak it for more than five minutes, it's just gonna get heavy. And yeah, it so there are actually uh, the law started to loosen in the 1920s and 30s Um, after
1: several people drowned in their 10 ton wool bathing suits, of course.
0: No, actually, because fashion designers started designing more revealing clothing. Um, for instance, in the 1920s, if your bathing suit was too short, by the 1920s, the sleeves had come off of bathing suits. So, like, you would wear more like a tank top dress with, like, bloomers underneath it. Um, in the okay, 1920s, that's that's more reasonable. Yeah. Still made of wool. Um. <laughs> If you wore a bathing suit that was too short, you could actually be worn um, receive a warrant or a ticket from the police, and they actually had men patrolling the beaches with measuring tape um, because a swimsuit could not be more than six inches above your knee.
1: Wait, hold on, hold on. So you're saying at at a a time, those shirts that say "Federal Booby Inspector" could have been legitimate. Yes. Oh my god.
0: But they weren't measuring, they weren't measuring, measuring boobs, they were measuring legs and the infamous picture of the police officer me- measuring a woman's legs in the 1920s.
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
0: um, so, through the evolution of swimwear, we have also seen the, um, uh, So things become more revealing, and, like, laws become more relaxed. And then you have this guy who invented the song Swimsuit in retaliation of California's anti-nudity laws.
1: I can't can't help but picture him as J. Jonah Jameson saying, I need more pictures of butts! (laughs) Yeah! (laughs)
0: no no the uh he wanted to swim naked california said fuck no you're not swimming naked that's gross because people don't like people's bodies in the united states evidence being we have like zero nude beaches if we have any i have no idea where they are um but as far as i know we don't have any nude beaches and so california was like hey guy you can't swim naked so he made a song one piece. That, like literally only covered your nipples and your genitalia, and said, "You know what, state of California, you can suck it, because this is just three strips of fabric."
1: Like like Borat wearing the speedo in said movie. Yep. Wow, that's what I'm surprised you got. What? I'm I'm surprised you got a Borat reference.
0: I saw it once.
1: Yeah, that's that's all you need to see it. So, so it's at this time that people were outright challenging like we're going to show some skin, huh?
0: Yep. Um and other than the the outright banning of swimsuits, the laws the laws are pretty basic. It's just it, you would be cited for indecent exposure if you wore a swimsuit that revealed too much.
1: Gotcha. So, like, uh, wow, that shows how far along we've come in society that now for indecent exposure you have to be more or less literally showing your genitalia in public.
0: Yeah. Um, Also, up until the 20th century, men and women would actually swim separately in, like, segregated areas and women would have to be fully covered and men swam naked. (laughs)
1: Oh, God, that's, that's crazy. Like, speaking as the, speaking as the member of the podcast that is a guy, that that shows, like, who, like, which, which of the two genders was making the laws there.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome to fashion history.
1: (laughs) Men, wherever what you uh, whatever you want. Women, don't wear anything that'll give men ideas.
0: Mm-hmm. We're gonna stay away from Kate's feminist rant for the day, but just know Kate has a feminist rant based on that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll save that for for another time, or like we'll we'll let you let loose on Facebook or something. But you you teased earlier, hundred years in Australia, you couldn't go swimming in public.
0: Yeah, because people kept swimming naked.
1: So the, the problem wasn't any of the, the the wildlife in Australia where everything in Australia wants to kill you. Mm-hmm. It was that, no, you can swim, just put your damn pants on.
0: They banned swimming entirely because people were getting too indecent. It wasn't until oh my a God. In the protest um, in the early 1900s that people were allowed to swim again. And actually... In 1907, Annette Kellerman, who was a famous Australian swimmer, was arrested for wearing a fitted, sleeveless, one-piece bathing suit on a beach in Boston.
1: a one-piece swimming suit.
0: Yeah, a one-piece swimming suit in the United States. A famous Australian swimmer was arrested. She she popularized the one-piece swimming suit um, because it... Gave you more speed, and she was, like, a professional swimmer. She raced against men and won.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's... Professional swimming is, if if nothing else is, it's a, a game of seconds. But, I mean, yeah. that, that tracks with what I know of, like, the way the U.S. handles, like, sexualization of things. Especially if you, if you watch any sort of documentary about, like, the MPAA or, like, how movies or media is rated... Mm-hmm. Like sexuality is the bigger no-no than outright gore and violence.
0: yep. Um, so the United States was super far behind the similar trends in the world because of how prudish the United States tends to be. Um, and on the note of the MPAA, violence is rated har- more harshly in Germany than it is in the United States. So you, you can a German film would be quote unquote, rated R. For having extreme violence, but like nakedness doesn't create a factor in the rating of film.
1: We should uh, we should do an episode. Well, I know we have it in our, our little docket, but we should do an episode on censorship because I could I could go on a mini rant about like video game censorship and how things are different in various countries. But but that's not this episode.
0: Nope. We'll talk about censorship another time. Uh, that's that's probably going to be a two-parter, to be honest, because censorship is so huge.
1: Yep. So, any uh, any other fun tidbits about people getting arrested or anything regarding like laws about swimsuits?
0: Um, not that I have found. Um, it's pretty basic. You get arrested for indecent exposure, and um, that's that's it. It just was. So the, the swimsuit is the thing in history that challenged social mores and fashion mores the fastest. Right on. Because if you think about it, from 1920 to 2020, which we're coming up, up approaching, you went from full coverage, just like a really long tank top, to three triangles, four triangles, maybe, on a woman. I I always relate this to women because men indecency is not as much of a thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there, there's more concern from, from the people who make up the concerns about different areas of the woman body as opposed to the male body. Um, but I asked you to go into that so I could have you vamp while I looked up something here. Oh. Um. And, and before I get to that, I want to say that I was typing into Google swimsuits you can't get wet but i misspelled and put a v instead of the c for can and the first result i got is swimsuits you vape
0: oh god
1: yeah i know i'm not i'm not going down that rabbit hole but um this is something that i saw on on facebook uh like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. is that there's a trend of fashion bathing suits mm-hmm. which i mean they look good but the, the top thing that it says on them is you can't get them wet. And I'm like, what's the fucking point?
0: Oh, um, so I listen to this podcast very regularly called Dressed. It's on the House to Forks Network. And, um, they're the reason that I did this episode because they touched on the, the, like, swimsuit laws when they did their whole swimsuit series. There is a swimwear, the most popular swimwear, uh, line. And it's called, um, what was it called? I forgot what it was called. But she specifically made haute couture of swimsuits, which is like completely mind blowing. But she made swimsuits that you couldn't swim in. Towards the end of her career, she started making ready-to-wear, like swimmable swimsuits. But she would make swimsuits that you just couldn't swim in, and I just I find it fascinating.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking at one of them right now, and I'm going to try and describe this as best I can, and and. It, I I think it goes without saying that these are all women's swimsuits because I mean, what do guys wear aside from speedos and trunks?
0: Yep, speedo was also a um was like super popular for both men and women in the 1920s. They were one of the only swimwear brands for a long time.
1: Yeah, but what I'm looking at here is um, it looks like a the the top portion of it looks like a halter top. Mm-hmm. With rhinestones all across it that's designed to cross over so it leaves, like, a section of exposed skin in, a, in an almost triangle shape, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit above the navel, mm-hmm. but just enough to show a little bit of underboob.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And holes that are designed to show a little bit of side boob, but no cleavage, oddly enough.
0: That's a trend right now.
1: And I, I guess it is. And that's all attached to, basically, high-waisted grandma panties.
0: Yeah, high-waisted's in, um, geometric cutouts are in. Um, And
1: literally the last thing it says is, cannot be worn in water. Yep. It's ridiculous.
0: So, while Sean was doing that, I was also uh, looking some more things up. And to give you kind of a brief history of, like, swimsuits and their general, like, use and wear, um, swimsuits weren't worn until, or bathing suits or whatever, weren't really worn until the 18th century, um, way, way, way back when with the Greeks and the Romans, they would swim naked, um, in the Middle Ages, public bathing, Um, and swimming were discouraged. And even if you did take a bath, you still usually had to wear a chemise or or an undergarment. Um, And basically, that's what bathing gowns were until the 19th and 20th century.
1: When someone decided to tell everyone, just get over yourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. I guess that that's about what we can get out of the topic of laws about swimsuits. Would you agree, Kate? Yep. Yep. All right. All right. So, um, if you liked what you you heard here, or you'd like to send us pictures of other non-swimmable swimsuits, you can send those to scofflawspodcast at gmail dot com. And tell you what, if you put the if you email them to us and like credit where you got them from. I'll put them on the Facebook and say, "Look at this ridiculous shit." Mm
0: hmm. Mm hmm. And if you want to follow us on Facebook, you definitely can. We are scofflaws. Uh, um, scofflaws. History of crime and disorder. Um, we post. We post about our new episodes and about our pets and about uh, the things that make us real people and also a fledgling baby history podcast.
1: Yep. And. uh... And I finally got around to curating our Twitter.
0: What?
1: Yep. Nope. I finally got around to it. I'm. Uh, I'm still working on some of the kinks of getting it automated, so I don't have to remind myself to update it at certain times. But yeah, no, I'm. I'm going to start posting to our Twitter now, and uh, you can follow that at scofflaws. Wait, no, it's different from everything else. <laughs> it's. It's at Scofflaws Cast.
0: Yes, I remember that because that was the first thing we established.
1: Yep. Huh. And uh and I'm sure Kate will remind me again to link it to the Facebook and Twitter, but if you want to donate and help uh keep the lights on, uh if you want to donate and keep the lights on here at Scofflaws uh Central Command. Fuck, I've had too much of this drink. Um <laughs> uh, you can uh, you can donate to our Patreon at Patreon dot com slash scofflaws podcast. Yeah, and uh, I think that's all the the credits that we have at the end. Uh, am I missing anything, Kate?
0: Um, I'm quickly running through. No, I think that's it.
1: All right. So for our dumb law, I actually have a two for a two for here because they kind of go together. Okay. Alright, um, did you know North Carolina is very particular about bingo?
0: Well, I'm moving to North Carolina, so let me hear more.
1: Alright, um, the first one is, bingo games may not last over five hours unless it's held at a fair.
0: I want to do a six-hour bingo game now.
1: <laughs> and the second one is, serving alcohol at a bingo game is not allowed.
0: Damn it! Ha <laughs> ha
1: Yep. nope, you have to play it sober.
0: I was going to say that's ninety-five percent of the reason I think Trey and Nick go to Drag Queen Bingo every Monday.
1: Oh yeah, no cheap booze definitely. Oh, I'm bringing yeah. some of the cheap booze right now. <laughs> All right, so that's. I think that's it. Um, again, this has been uh, this has been the scofflaws' history of lawn disorder. My name is Sean, and this has been my co-host Kate. Say bye, Kate. Bye, Kate. And cue music, and we're done.